Today on Outflow, we're going to continue our discussion of did God create evil? Or to be a little more specific, today we're going to deepen our discussion. Uh, Did God create evil? And if not, why did he create Satan knowing that Satan would create evil? So if you're ready to get started, grab your Bible and everything you're going to need to take notes. I'm Alan King. This is Outflow. Did God create evil? And if not, why did he create Satan knowing that Satan would cause evil? Nobody is spared from evil. We either reel under the effects of evil or we feel the impact of evil on our relatives, our friends, on society at large. Some question God's goodness on account of evil and a few others dispute God's presence. Why did God create Satan knowing that Satan would cause Evil. Um, Evil is real. Evil is not an illusion. Any sane human being would affirm that position. Terrorism, human trafficking, uh, those are just examples of acts of evil. And the pain felt by by those hurt by that evil is very real. And if evil is real, then it should have a source, and that source has to be real. The Bible terms Satan as the source of all evil. In John chapter 8, verse 44, the word says that you are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. Christians believe in God as a maximally great being. He is supreme over all that ever has been, all that that is, and everything that ever will be. So if God is supreme and he created all things, then Stands the reason he created Satan, right? Well, before we explore the Bible to learn about Satan, we ought to discard the following concepts. And and these are uh, pretty prevalent. Uh, German theologian Rudolf Bultmann's program of uh, uh, the demythologization, well, that's a big word, Uh, the demythologization, mythologicalization of Satan said this. He said, Satan and his demonic entourage are merely merely a mythological conception drawn from the culture of the day. Satan and evil do not stem from a personal source, but are woven into the fabric of our social reality as a part of the very structure of reality. Uh, Christian... a Christian theologian named Paul Tillich in his teachings on the depersonalization of Satan says this. He says that demons are simply nothingness in their dynamic, not created by God, but a threat to God's creation. Now, 
so to begin with, we agree with the Bible that tells us that evil is real. Satan is real, no matter what some theologians say, and that God is also real. Did God then create Satan? The answer is an unequivocal yes. But the greater question is, did God create Satan as a source of evil? And the answer to that question is an uh, unequivocal no. For God as a good being cannot be the creator of evil. Now, now let's go a little bit further to see what the Bible says about this. Um, The Bible declares God created everything, which includes angels and demons. Read about that in Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 and 16. Everything God created was originally good, according to Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, and 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 4. Some angels sin and are doomed for eternal destruction, according to 1 John chapter 3, um, according to 2 Peter chapter 4, and according to Jude 6. If some angels sin, then they were created with a potential to sin. In other words, they had the free will to sin. Satan is an angel who is subordinate to God. Satan is a demon. According to Luke chapter 10, verses 17 through 20, uh, casting out of demons implies the defeat of Satan. Satan is the prince of demons, according to Matthew chapter 12 and Mark chapter 3 and Luke chapter 11. Those who are demon-possessed are under the influence of the devil, according to Acts chapter 10 and Luke chapter 13. Satan is the evil one, according to Matthew chapter 13, 1 John chapter 2. These passages undoubtedly teach us that God created Satan and his demons originally as good beings, but Satan and some of his fellow angels sinned against God. They're in the business of enabling mankind's rebellion and disobedience against God. Now, uh, significantly here, God did not create an evil Satan. God created a good angel who used his free will his free will to reject God and to become evil. If God had not created angels, then Satan would not exist. So why did God create angels? The, the Bible re- reveals the purpose behind God's creation of angels. Angels were created for a number of reasons. Number one, to reveal and communicate God's message to humans, according to Acts chapter 7, verse 53, and Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 2. They're created to minister to believers, according to Acts chapter 5 and Hebrews chapter 1. They're created to execute judgment on the enemies of God, according to 2 Kings 19, verse 35. They are created to praise and glorify God, according to Psalms 103, verse 20, and Psalm 148, verse 2. And they were created to be involved in the second coming of Christ, according to Matthew 25 and verse 31. A variant of the bigger question is, why did God create Satan knowing that he would cause evil in the world? First, did God know that Satan would cause evil? Yes. God would have known all about Satan because he is an all-knowing God. There is nothing that he does not know, nothing that he has ever not known. There is nothing that he ever will not know. So God would have definitely known that Satan would cause evil and disaster in the world. Secondly, 
could not God have created a world without Satan? Wouldn't a world without Satan and evil be a better world than than the one that we live in? In other words, is our world the best of all possible worlds? Well, this world is a is a good world since God has offered freedom to his creation. God has offered freedom to man to love him freely. Same freedom was offered to the angels as well. Some angels, for instance, Satan and his demonic entourage abused that freedom, and they rebelled against God. A world without freedom is not a good world. Therefore, as C.S. Lewis wrote in Problems of Pain, Uh, God has created a good world in such a way that the goodness of this world could be perverted into evil upon mankind's rebellion or when creation is distorted. In other words, free beings, in other words, man, could use their freedom to perform evil deeds by rejecting God, which in effect would destroy the goodness of God's creation. Similarly, Man can tamper with nature to bring about evil. We've seen this happen. And it's brought about hunger and poverty and political instability. As long as God offers freedom to his creation, these free moral agents would possess the ability to do good or evil. So the question is not about Satan's existence whereas the question should be about the presence of freedom. Now, now hear me out. A world without freedom would be a world full of puppets in the form of human beings, which in essence is not a good world at all. Creating human beings with the freedom to choose is wiser than creating humans in an antiseptic environment from whom the the logical possibility of desiring anything contrary to God's will is excluded. Therefore, a world without free will and Satan would be a terrible world to live in uh, than a world with with free will and Satan. Now, I, I know that it's hard to get your head around. I, I, I understand, uh, but but just think about that. Could God have created a world with free will and without Satan? A world with uh, with with with, with uh, because a, a world with free will will entail evil, and a world with evil must mean there is a source, namely Satan. Even if angelic beings were not created, and as long as free will exists, evil would still exist. Evil would exist because God in his nature is good, so anybody opposing or rejecting a good God would do evil. So a world with free will without Satan would still contain evil. Satan and his his cohorts are busy causing evil in this world. Even though we reel under the effects of evil, both directly and indirectly, God has offered us eternal life through the Lord Jesus Christ. And God has promised to care for and protect those who believe and who seek him. And, and, and it just causes me to just say, Lord, may we believe in Christ and gain life eternal and, protect, and the protection against evil. That's the only hope we have. But again, if God is sovereign, 
is he responsible for evil? No. Scripture says that when God finished his creation, he saw everything, and he declared it according to Genesis one thirty one. He declared it very good. Many scriptures affirm that God is not the author of evil. God cannot be tempted by evil, James one thirteen. God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself does not tempt anyone. 1 John 1, 5, God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. 1 Corinthians 14, 33, God is not the author of confusion. And if that is true, he cannot in any way be the author of evil. Evil originates not from God, but from the fallen creation. I think it's helpful to understand that sin is not itself a created thing. Sin is neither substance. We talked about this on the last podcast. Sin is neither substance, being, spirit, or matter. So it is technically not proper to think of sin as something that was created. Sin is simply a lack of moral perfection in a fallen creature. Fallen creatures themselves bear full responsibility for their sin. And all evil in the universe emanates from the sins of fallen creatures. For example, Romans chapter 5 and verse 12 says that death entered the world because of sin. Death, pain, disease, stress, uh, exhaustion, calamity, all the bad things that happened came as a result of the entrance of sin into the universe. All those evil effects of sin continue to work in the world and will be with us as long as sin is with us. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13 promises that, that, that God will not permit a greater trial than we can bear. James 1.13 tells us that God will not tempt us with evil. He just won't. God is certainly sovereign over evil. There, there is a sense in which it is proper to even say that evil is part of his eternal decree. He planned for it. It didn't take him by surprise. It's not an interruption of his eternal plan. He, he declares the end from the beginning, and he's still working all things for his good pleasure, according to Isaiah chapter 46, verses 9 through 10. But God's role with regard to evil is never as its author. He simply permits evil agents to work, and then he overrules evil for his own wise and holy ends. Ultimately, he is able to make all things, including uh, all the fruits of all the evil of all time, work together for a greater good. I, I think one of the, the most, uh, really the most haunting questions we face concerning the problem of evil is why is there evil in the world if there's a God? Why isn't he doing something about it? Uh, many assume that the existence of evil disproves the existence of God, that if there was a God, these things wouldn't be happening. Sometimes the problem of evil is put to the Christian in the form of a complex question. If God is good, then he must not be powerful enough to deal with all the evil and injustice in the world since it's still going on. If, if he is powerful enough to stop wrongdoing, then he himself must be an evil God since he's not doing anything about it, even though he has the capability. So which is it? Is he a bad God 
or a God that is not all-powerful. Even the biblical writers complained about pain and about evil. Um, uh, and the psalmist said in Psalm chapter 40, verse 12, evil has com- en- encompassed me without number. Uh, Jeremiah declared in Jeremiah 15 and 18, why is my pain unceasing, my wound incurable, uh, refusing to be healed? I think all of us readily admit that evil is a problem. We also admit that if God created the world the way it is today, he would not be a God of love, but rather an evil God if we just took it at face value. However, the Bible makes it plain that God did not create the world in the state in which it is now. Evil came as a result of the selfishness of man. We did this. God didn't do this. We did this. The Bible says that God is a God of love, that he desired to create a person and eventually a race that would love him. But genuine love cannot exist unless freely given through free choice to accept his love or to reject it. That choice made the possibility of evil become very real. When Adam and Eve disobeyed God, they didn't choose something that, that God created, but by their choice, they brought evil into the world. Again, we did this. God is neither evil, nor did he create evil. Man brought evil upon himself by selfishly choosing his own way apart from God. Because of the fall, the world now is abnormal. Things are not in the state that they should be in. Man, as a result of the fall, has been separated from God. Nature is not always kind to man. There is conflict between man and his fellow man. None of these conditions were true before the fall. Any solution that might be given to the problems mankind faces must take into consideration that the world as it stands is not normal. This is not the way God created it. And even though evil is here and it is real, it's also temporary. Eventually, evil will be destroyed. This is the hope that we as believers have. There is a new world coming in which there will be no more tears, no more pain, because all things are going to be made new. Paradise lost will be paradise regained. God will right every wrong and put away evil once and for all in his time. Christians have a justification for fighting evil, immorality, and corruption. The world wasn't designed with evil in mind. And the believer has a real basis for fighting social ills. He's not following the belief that whatever is, is right. The Christian doesn't condone wrongdoing by claiming that it's God's world. Uh, Neither does he assume that everything that happens is agreed to by God. Because God is sovereign and it's just that way. God doesn't desire evil. And he doesn't condone it. He hates evil. And the Christian also is not only to despise evil, he's obligated to do something about it. Even though sin is real, it's not something that the believer accepts as the way things just ought to be. By identifying with Christ, we as believers have a duty 
to call things wrong that are wrong and to speak out when evil is overtaking good. As believers in Christ, we are not fighting against God by fighting social problems. Natural disasters and crime and terrorism should not be the accepted order of things because they were never meant to be and they will not be in God's future kingdom. However, some people are still bothered that God would even allow evil in the first place. They question his wisdom in giving man a choice in the matter. But the Bible tells us how evil came about, but not why God allowed it to happen. The Bible tells us that God's purposes are sometimes beyond our understanding. And even though the Bible informs us how and why evil came about, it doesn't tell us why God allowed it to happen. However, we do know that God is all-wise, he is all-knowing, that he has reasons for allowing things to happen that are beyond our comprehension, that are bigger than we can get our minds around. It, it's, it's just the way it is. And But thank God that he's still in control. He absolutely is still in control. Thank you so much for making, I, I hope we've, we've helped you today. Thank you so much for making Outflow a part of your day. Um, please just do a couple things for us if, if you would. Uh, if, if you don't mind, whatever platform you're using to watch uh, or listen to Outflow, would you take a moment, just subscribe to the channel. Just click that little button that helps us out so much. Um, and tell your family and friends about Outflow. We would love to have them join us as well. If you have questions or topics that you'd like for us to discuss, we're happy to take those and study and look at them. If you have those, uh, all you got to do is email them to us, and uh, no holds barred. We'll look at any subject from a biblical perspective and uh, and, and bring back to you what, what we found. Uh, you can send them to us by email. The email is very simple, very simple. Are you ready for it? It's simply this, outflow at outflow.online, outflow at outflow.online. Online. I'm Alan King coming to you from the studios of River of Life Church in Valdez, North Carolina, where there is a wonderful, amazing group of folks that allow me to serve them as their lead pastor. If you're ever in the area, uh, stop by and worship with us. We would love to meet you, and uh, we're easy to find in the big old metropolis of Valdez. Uh, don't blink, you'll miss us, uh, but uh, come on by River of Life. We'd love to meet you. Uh, thank you again for, for joining us for Outflow. Hope you'll join us next time. Uh, in the meantime, get out there and be blessed, and while you're at it, be a blessing.